Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 16. Here's Pastor Ryan. Yeah, Romans 16. And give me an amen once you're there. And so, Father, we thank you greatly for your love, your grace, and your mercy. There is none like you in all the earth. We pray that you would have your way with us as we study your word. Oh, Lord, we can do nothing without you. But, Lord, it's clear. You promise that you go before us. So even as we begin to study, speak to our hearts as you go before us. Guide us and shepherd us. You're the pastor of this church. We are your sheep the sheep of your pasture. Lead us to green pastures, to still waters, Lord. Give us strength as we study your word. O Holy Spirit, empower us, guide us. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say amen. amen. All right, so as you know, uh, Paul the Apostle is closing up his letter to the church at Rome. It was a letter full of amazing Christian doctrine, and uh, it is a church there in the capital of the empire that he had not visited but had heard so much about. They were a more mature church. And as he's closing up the letter, he's saying, you know, he's giving them some final greetings and uh, some, uh, some instruction, but also a benediction. And so you can uh, see and feel his kindness in, in the letter as we go through it and his love. So... Uh, verse 1, it says, I commend to you uh, Phoebe, our sister, oh, who is a servant of the church in uh, Sancria, that you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints, and assist her in whatever business she has need of you, for indeed she has been a helper of many and of myself also. And so here Paul is commending this sister named Phoebe, who was of the church there in Corinth. Uh, Sincrea is a seaport just a few miles east of Corinth. And this is where uh, most believe Paul wrote the letter from. And so he's sending most believe this letter with uh, of Phoebe to the church at Rome. And he's commending her to them. In other words, he wants them uh, to regard her, to honor her, to treat her very well when she arrives. And that's what it means to commend somebody. To commend somebody means uh, to, to please regard them and, and honor them and uh, be gracious to them. And so he wants her needs, take, whatever she needs, take care of her, treat her well as is fitting uh, of the saints. And the reason why is because he says here that she is a servant of the church. And that word servant is in the Greek is where we get the word a deacon from. And so uh, a deacon is, is one who um, uh, serves the, the Lord in, in, in various tasks, but usually the physical tasks. That's not to say that deacons don't serve in spiritual tasks. We all as Christians serve in spiritual tasks, but it's the physical things that are needed in the church. And in fact, the word means one who raises the dust 
in hastening. One who raises the dust in hastening, meaning they go run errands so diligently, so fastly, that the dust, you know, kind of like the roadrunner, it just, it just, that's their, just diligently going. And that's the, really the call of a, of a deacon or a deaconess. It's one in the church that, that, that handles errands. And, and so Paul, because she's such a servant, wants her to be taken care of. And then it also says in, in verse 2 that she was a helper of many and of myself also. And that uh, word helper uh, is not just a regular help in the sense of, of, of running errands or or, or uh, some physical kind of things, but, but it means that it, help in difficult times. So Phoebe was particularly amazing in that when times were distressing for the Apostle Paul, when times were hard for him, Phoebe helped him. Whatever the want he needed, uh, you know, whatever the need was, she was there when times were tough for Paul. She relieved him in his distresses. We think of our Lord, you know, that we're told about Jesus Christ, our Lord, that the women of Galilee, they ministered to him from Galilee all the way up into Jerusalem. The women ministered to the Lord so wonderfully as deaconess, as those who would, you know, uh, stir up the dust as they hastily went to take care of the physical needs of our Lord, you know. I don't know how much laundry it was or what, or dinners and lunches and breakfasts, but, but the women took care of the Lord, and it was a blessing. And this is who Phoebe was. Phoebe was one who, who took care of, of the Apostle Paul, especially when, when things were, were tough. And, and we know that our Lord was so blessed uh, by the women who took care of him, the sisters. The sisters in our church, as we see in the early church, played a pivotal role in the church. They were to be honored. They were to be blessed, especially those who served like Phoebe, especially those who helped like Phoebe. They were to be given honor. And the Bible says to give honor to whom honor is due. In fact, the Lord says those who, who serve me, him and my father will honor him. The Lord says that about those who serve him. Now, for those of us who put our faith in Jesus Christ, for him dying on the cross for our sins and raising on the third day for our justification, just by placing your faith in him, you have favor from God, forgiveness of sins. But there's an extra blessing for those who choose to do what he says in his word, which is to serve others, to serve others. As he washed the disciples' feet, it's on all of us to say, how can we serve in our churches? How can we pitch in? And I believe God calls all of us to pitch in. And so we all must seek the Lord as to how can I serve in your church? What, where can you use me, Lord? And to say, I'm willing to do anything. And I think it should start with washing feet. If he washed feet, then we should say, Lord, uh, you know, I have these thoughts of what I think you, you would want me to do, but I'm willing to wash feet. I'll do anything. Oh, it's those folks that God blesses and Eventually, they find their way to where they need to be. But we should all have the heart of a servant, of a deacon and a deaconess that says, what errands can I run for you? What, what can I do to relieve uh, the church, to bless the church, to help the church? They should be given honor. They should. 
every year we have a, a servants meeting uh, appreciation lunch and we pray that it grows and grows so that uh, the lunches and the dinners will be bigger. But it's our way of saying thank you. We learn from scriptures that the Apostle Paul needed help. He needed a, a deaconess, a deacon to help. And the book of Acts, the early church, remember in the distribution of the food to the widows, you know, the, the, the apostle said, you know, you know, get, get some guys that are of good reputation, full of faith and wisdom, and who have a good reputation among you, and have them distribute the, the physical, the food, not give a Bible study, just give the physical, we, the food to the widows in an equitable, fair way. And, and they chose seven deacons who said, we'll do it. And, uh, you know, they were eventually used for even greater things. But, but again, and then the, the apostle said, for it's not expedient for us to wait, wait on tables. We must be given to the word of God and to prayer. And so Jesus needed help in his ministry so that he can focus on prayer and the word and doing what our Lord did and all over the place for three years, and the women were there. And also Paul, the apostle, all the apostles, there were people who helped them along the way so that the word of God can go forth. And it is, the word of God is the most important thing that our church and any church in the world can possibly do. The priority of every church should be the teaching of the word of God because faith comes by hearing and that by the word of God and it is by faith that people get saved and that is the goal of the church is to be used by God to save people and then to make disciples. So the word of God, and I've learned over the years and I'm still learning, you know, it's like, here I am, you know, going on 14 years doing Sundays and Wednesdays and, and, and I'm still like, oh, remember that lesson you learned about boundaries? You can't be everywhere or do everything for everybody. And we see our Lord who, remember when he was um, ministering in Capernaum and, and the whole town came to be healed. And the next morning, the whole town was there again to, to get more healing. And, and Peter couldn't find him. And he said, everyone's looking for you. And he was in a secluded place alone praying. And he said to Peter, you know, I came to preach in other towns as well. And so he was on the Father's time clock. And, 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 and so he wasn't in, in the need. The need of the people didn't always drive the Lord. The Lord was on with, with the, the direction the Father led him. And so I, I've learned throughout the years that we want to be there for everyone. But if we are there for everyone, we will short circuit. And these sermons will get worse and worse. The word of God does not return void, right? He can use the donkey. But anyways, uh, you know, uh, they're praying for me and, and blessing. And, 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 and the sister said to me, may he remember that it's okay to say no. Nobody feels that? Amen. Yeah, right? Because we can just. I was at a wedding yesterday, and it was sweet, and I'm glad I was there. But the holidays can be a busy time for all of us, right? So we need that space, and we need that. And, and here, Phoebe, she really cared and, and would allow, it allowed the Apostle Paul to do what the Apostle Paul 
needed to do. And he said to her or to them, treat her worthy, treat her in a manner that is worthy of, of the saints. And I think we should be treating everyone who comes into this place with great uh, uh, love and concern and care. Uh, the Bible says, don't forget to entertain strangers because some men have unwittingly entertained angels. And so God calls us to be hospitable. God calls us to be uh, kind and uh, receiving and, and loving and, and uh, be friendly. The Bible says, he who has friends must himself be friendly. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, I don't have people over my house for dinner, or I don't really interact with a lot of other Christians because I'm shy or I'm not outgoing. I'm more of an introvert. And so the problem with that is that God came to change you and me. And, uh, you know, I've, I always thought I, I was an outgoing young man. And even as a pastor, I was outgoing kind of a social butterfly at at church events and this and that and you know my 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 wife and I we can work a room pretty good for the Lord and she jumps around all she needs is a coffee and she just goes but then the church started growing like more and more and I'm thinking like I'm a soul <laughs> I like people but this is getting a little too much you talk to one, you talk to another, you talk to another, you talk to another, you talk to another, you talk to another. And then I just, but I learned, because we're all learning. And I remember Pastor Chuck doing three services Sunday morning, thousands. And one Sunday evening as well, and a midweek. And he wouldn't leave after service from backstage like some of these celebrity pastors do and don't enter mingle with the people. No, he would be there out in the front. And there'd be a line of 50 people after, and as, you know, and so, you know, I just got to buck up and be a man, tough it out and learn that that's the calling. And he who calls you is faithful who will also what? Do it. And it's the same with the introverts and the shy people. It's a job God commands you and I to do. You must love others as yourself. You must, he says, when you have a dinner, invite the poor and those who can't invite, uh, pay you back, right? He didn't say if you have a dinner, if you feel like having a dinner for some, when you have a dinner, why should you have a dinner? Because he gave you a house, food, place to, that's his stuff. And he wants us from time to time to open that up and invite somebody. Well, I invited the pastor and he doesn't come. And there are so many people you can invite. Well, we'll I'll get to your house sometime. I will. But, you know, in, in looking at Phoebe and, and Paul saying, I want her to have special honor because she worked so hard. You know, I've been around the bigger Calvary Chapel guys. And, and I realized that the people that have served alongside them over the, the years. The, the big guys will, will still make time to drop things for those ones that labored hard with them side by side. 
And that's a beautiful thing because how are you going to drop everything for 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, you know? In Costa Mesa's, I think they had like 24,000. How are you going to drop? You can't. So you have staff and other pastors. But, but it's those ones that, like Phoebe, who worked hard, who labored, who were, who were faithful. It's like, yeah, yeah, well, you know. So it's just something to think about. And, and, and it's not showing partiality. It's, 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 a, it's a reward as the Lord is going to reward all of us at the beam of seat of Christ, right? For what works we did and what we didn't do. And so it's not unbiblical. But you see a, a very prominent role here uh, for Phoebe uh, in the early church. And, and women still have a very prominent role to play in the church, no doubt. I've been to men's conferences where they just, I wouldn't say shame the men, but they would just exhort them that, you know, how outnumbered Men are by women in the mission field. You know how, you know, much more women do in service to the Lord in churches today. It, it's, it's amazing. The love, the compassion, the sensitivity, the, um, the care that the sisters bring to the body of Christ. You know, if it wasn't for the sisters, us men would, would just fight and wrestle probably all day. They just keep things so proper, trimmed, and uh, normal, you know. But we're encouraged this morning that men ought to be men. In the Bible, we read of prophetesses like Deborah, powerful. She checked Barak because Barak didn't have the guts to go out and fight the armies. And she said, man, if, if I go, I'm going to get the glory that should go to you guys. Please go. So she went and got the glory. God used her powerfully. In the book of Acts, there's a man in Philippi who had four daughters who were virgins and prophetesses, and they prophesied over Paul. Uh, there's prophetesses, there's deaconesses. The only area that the Lord forbids women to, to uh, minister in in the church is this one right here, the pulpit. In uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, if you'll turn there with me. Verse 8, I desire, therefore, that the men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. In like manner also that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with propriety and moderation, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing, but which is proper for women professing godliness with good works. Let a woman uh, learn in silence with all submission. And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over man, but to be in silence. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. Nevertheless, she will be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness, and self-control. And so here Paul says some words that can be uh, viewed as uh, controversial. They're not Paul's words. They're actually from our Lord. 
And our Lord says that uh, he does not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but, but to be in silence. And, 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 you know, the thing about God, when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, we realize that he's the king of kings and that he's the king of a kingdom. And in his word, he, we start learning about the structure for a family. We are told that Christ is the head of every man and that the head of every woman is man and that the head of Christ is God. And so God has created this order not because of an inequality, that somehow men are superior to women. In God's eyes, we are all equal. He made us equal. He equally loves us. But he created all of us separately different in order to fulfill the, the roles that he has commanded. It is in no way a superiority thing. It is, it is that God is a, is a God who, who orders things, who has ordained things, and he has ordained that man be the head of his household. Oh, I know that's controversial today. The feminist movement has done a tremendous job in, 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 in putting a, 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 a trip on women a trip on our sons and our daughters, on all of our society. In the 60s, they had three, uh, uh, they had three requests, the feminist movement, or commands. It was that they would have 24-hour child care, that they would have free college tuition, and that they would be able to have abortions on demand. Nobody wants women to be mistreated. Christianity is for the good treatment of everybody. But the feminist movement, who aren't led by the Spirit of God, and we know that Satan is a counterfeit, tries to throw everything that God orders in reverse. Right? So men are, so little boys today are being taught that if they want to be girls, they can. Have you seen those the old footage of Mr. Rogers? He was killing it. Mr. Rogers, you can Google him about, about saying, you know, you, you know, a little song he does. He says, if you're a little boy, you'll be a boy forever. And that's what you are. And that's what God made you. And the same for girls. And, and their, 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 their genders, there was, was to be affirmed and confirmed and, uh, protected by parents. But Satan has done a great job. Let them choose whatever they want to, to be. It's the same thing like in the garden. Has God truly said, right? You know, and so people are, are choosing their way. The, fa the family has been attacked and obliterated by Satan in our country. Mar mar marriage was attacked. Now two dudes can get married, two women can get married. We are so backwards when it comes to the family. The courts have made it an incentive almost for women to divorce their husbands by giving them alimony. They can take the kids 
away from their fathers. The fathers will have to pay an exorbitant amount of money. There's incentives for families to be split up. If you stand for the principles in the Bible that a, that a, that a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl, and God created them equally, but with different roles, boys are meant to be strong. They should be encouraged to be strong. They should be encouraged to peg each other with dodgeballs till the sun goes down. The family. Satan can get the family. He can get Thank the you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweetheels.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We adore.